Welcome back to Amid Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Masechtas Megillah, one Amid at, at a time, in the Zichost and Merit for the hostages and our soldiers in Israel. We're learning Avol Amid Aleph, picking up from the bottom of Hema Beis. Hema Beis we did yesterday on Shabbos here in Shul. So let us begin. Today we're going to really discuss mainly the, the uh, identity of various cities in Israel based off what it was called in the times of the Gemara and what the, the way the scripture, the way the Torah, mainly Nach, refers to them. So, says the Gemara. First of all, Ravasi read the Megillah in Hutzel on both the 14th and 15th. It happened to be Hutzel as a city both in Babylonia and in Israel, and it's unsure which one we're talking about. And he's Mesub because he, was with, he had doubt, just like um, we saw Tiveria, is it in Israel, is it not in Israel? Okay. Some say a little differently. Amrul Ravasi. Ravasi says, Hutzel in the house of Binyamin, as in, in Israel, was surrounded, it was indeed surrounded by walls in the days of Yeshua, and therefore the residents read on the 15th, and there is actually, therefore, no doubt about this. Okay. Yesterday, we mentioned that there are cities in Israel, mainly Hamas, Rekes, and Kineres. So, or Kineret. Says the Gemara, how, what, what's the source for them? How, what, 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 does it, what do these mean? And where are they? So, Amor Rav Yochanan. When I was a young little lad, I mean, I said something to my elders, and they didn't exactly agree. And later, it was found as I said. Later, it turned out I was right. What is he talking about? He said, Hamas, Zutiveria, the city that the Torah says is Hamas, is actually what we, in modern day, times of the Gemara, call Tiveria. So why do we give this nickname called Hamas? Because Tiveria, even until today, 2024, has these hot springs, and therefore, Chami Tiveria, Hamas, that's the same word. Rekes Utipori. Rekes is actually Tipori. So if it's Tipori, why do we call it Rekes? Because it's elevated in, I mean, it's on, a, it's, like, it's on a mountain, it's on a hill, it's elevated like the bank of a river. The Kerekes in Nahara, the bank of a river. Kineris Uginsar. Kineris is actually Ginsar. So why are we calling it Kineris? It's kind of like saying, why are we call it the Garden State? After all, it's New Jersey. So why are we calling it Kineris if, after all, it's actually Ginsar? Because Kinera implies something very sweet, or it's a, very, a tree has very sweet fruit. And uh, we're saying that the fruits are, Ginsar are as sweet as the Kinera tree or the sound of a harp, either one. Okay. Omar Rava says Rava. He challenges Rav Yochanan. Is anyone who says Rekas is not Tiveria? Is there anyone who says Rekas is not Tiveria? So, because a minute ago we said Rekas is Sipori. Rabbi Yochanan claimed Rekas is Tipori. And Rabbi was like, no, I know Rekas is Tiveria. How do I know? Because when a person dies in Tiveria, this is how they eulogize him. They would say, Great is he in Sheshach, meaning he's great in the Sheshach is Babylonia. And he's, he's so great that even in, far away in Tiveria, they know his name. And what do they call Tiveria? Rekas. So again, what we're seeing here is Rekas is Tiveria because they give someone a eulogy in Tiveria, they would say he has a name here in Rekas, i.e. Tiveria. And when they bring someone's coffin from Bavel to Tiveria, they eulogize him again. By the way, we learned in the Smichas Chavar, when you rebury someone, you also give them a eulogy. 
They say, Oh, I've Yoshi Rekas. They'd say, Lovers of Israel, really, the remnant of Israel, the residents of Rekas. And they'd say, Tiveria, again, it's called Rekas. And by the way, interestingly, uh, Tiveria, I think, always had a Jewish presence, even when Yerushalayim didn't. So it's the remnant. Two, we keep the Omek. And they'd say, Go forth and receive the slain of the deep, of the valley, because Babylonia is very low down. Again, what we see here is we're constantly referring to Tiveria as Rekas. So Rabbi is saying to Rav Yochan, he's challenging Rav Yochanan, why do you tell me Rekas is Tzipori? And the reason it's called Rekas is because Tzipori is elevated, like the banks of a river. After all, when someone gives an eulogy in Tiveria, they're constantly calling Tiveria Rekas. Ki Noach Nashi Rav and here's another, yet another proof to Rava. When the Helege Rav Zeirah, when the Holy Rav Zeirah died, Pasalahu Svidas, the eulogizer said as follows. Eret Shinahar Yolda, the land of Shinar conceived and bore of Zerah. He, was, he, he uh, grew up in, 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 in Babylonia. He then made, he made Aliyah. Eret Tzvi Gidila, Shua, the land of Eret Tzvi, has raised her as a delight. By the way, why is it called Eret Tzvi? So the, um, it could be because the land of Israel is going, the question is, the most Mashiach, we say that all the uh, shuls and about the Knesset, about the Midrashos throughout the world, are going to go to Israel. So how are they all going to fit in Israel? So it's called an Eretz that it expands, that Israel is going to expand to allow and, accom- and, and accommodate all the people who are coming in and all the shuls, etc. Okay, next. Oi la la amarekes. And then he says, Ona la rekes, woe is to her, her precious instrument is lost. Again, calling her Rekas. So we see again multiple times where we are referring to um, where we are referring to Tiveria as Rekas. So El Amarava, so rather Rava says, Hamas zu Chamegrod. Now I have to reinterpret the Pasuk. What's Hamas? That's Chamegrod. Rekas zu Tiveria, Rekas Tiveria, Kinera zu Ginsar, and Kinera is Ginsar. So why we call it very Rekas? Shafil Rekanashban So from the word not of a riverbank, but rather empty, like rake, that even the empty ones, even those who are, are not holy tzadikim, they still are full of mitzvahs like a pomegranate in, in the city of Rekas. That's of Tiveria. See the people everyone there is holy. Actually Rekas is its actual name. Tiveria is its, 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 its nickname, its, its descriptive name. Why is it called Tiveria? Why is it called Tiveria? Because it's sitting in the Tibor, the navel, the middle of Israel. That's the center of Israel. Rabba Omar, Rekas Shema. Again, it's called Rekas. And why do we call it Tiveria? It's a beautiful city. It's beautiful to look at. Like from the word Tov. Omar Rab Zera. So before Rab Zera understood, so Yochan understood the Rekas was Tipori. Comes along of Zera, Kitron Tipori. No, Kitron is Tipori. Why are we calling Kitron Tipori? After all, its real name is Kitron. Because it's perched on top of a mountain like a, like a bird. As we mentioned before, it's, it's high up like a bird. Can Kitron really be Tipori? I'm going to get a little tangent here. Trying to, we say that Kitron was in the portion of Israel which was Zivulon. And we're going to see in a minute that Tiveria. Um, sorry, Tipori could not have been in, Zavul, in Zavulan's uh, land. So let's see. How do we know Kitron was in, Zipor, was in the, the, the part of Israel that was designated for Zavulan? Tixiv Zavulan Loharish as Yoshvi Kitron as Yoshvi Nahala. 
Zvulun did not drive out the inhabitants of Kitron and the inhabitants of Nahala. I mean to say that when the Jews moved to Israel, part of conquering the land of Israel was expelling all of the local the locals who lived there at that time, and Zvulun failed to do so in Kitron, which implies a he was over in Allah, but b that Kitron he had responsibility to remove the inhabitants of Kitron, and he did not. I.e., Kitron's in his territory. And Zvulun was also very dissatisfied a lot. He complained a lot about the portion of land he got. Shinembar says Zvulun in because it says Zvulun was a people which was shamed, which shamed its soul to death. It did something wrong. What did it do wrong? So we'll see. It complained about the lot it got. My time. And now, why are we saying this? Because again, we have, we, now that we've established that Kitron is in the shape of Zvulun, we now have to show that Kitron is, cannot be Tzipori. My time. Naftali al say Naftali got the high places of the field. I think this was in the Haftarah two weeks ago. Naftali got Marami Sada. was very jealous of Naftali and said his followers, Ribonashalom, God. To my brothers, you gave fields and vineyards. I got mountains and hills. You can't do much in mountains and hills. You can't cultivate a land there. To my brothers, you gave you gave you have given them beautiful lands. But I only got lakes and rivers. So Amrullah said, God to the Vulan, everyone's going to need you, that the Chilazon is found in your territory. The Chilazon is the, uh, the uh, fish, the squid, whatever you want to look at, not a squid, the snail, which produces the Chilaz, which everyone's going to need, and is found in your, in, in your territory. And I believe one of the proofs that the Chilaz uh, Institute brings uh, for that the uh, Murex is the Chilazon is because it's found in the area of, or a lot of it they found, maybe even in archaeologically, they, found, they dug down and found these old pits full of the, the murex, which they want to say is one of the proofs, perhaps, that the Chilazon is, in fact, the murex. Okay, be it as it may, that Zivulun was very upset. He goes, I didn't get any land to really cultivate. My brothers all did. They said, yeah, but your brothers are all going to need you because they're going to need the Chilazon. And, as it's, and it says, in regard to Zivulun, it says, the people will call they shall call people to the mountains and the and they cover things hidden in the sand. What's the cover things in the sand? It's the chilaz which buries itself in the sand, another proof that's perhaps a snail. Hidden things refer to the tris, which Rashi says is a tuna, a tuna fish. And the chal refers to the white glass. As in, you have the, a, an abundance of natural resources in your land. So maybe you can, you can grow things the same way, but you have the chilazon, you have the sand, you have the tuna, etc. Amrullah still is upset. But how do I know they're not going to come and just take it from me? So Amrullah said, God, they shall offer, sacrifice, offer sacrifices of righteousness. And just as a sacrifice cannot come from a stolen object, so too no one's going to steal from you. This should be a sign to you that no anyone who takes from you without paying you is not going to have any blessing, not going to be bracha in their business. Okay, so what we've, so far we've established that Zavulon complains. We've also established that Kitron is in Zavulon. Now how do we know Kitron is not Sipori? And if you think Kitron is Sipori, and they didn't drive it to the inhabitants out of Kitron, i.e. Sipori, Amai Misrami Amidaso. Why was Zavulan very upset? Why was he complaining? Because Sipori was known to be one of the superior parts of Israel. As in, um, as in, and we'll see in a minute. So maybe you'll say, yeah, it's a superior place, but it didn't have land that flowed with milk and honey. By the way, the milk is the... Uh, Milk from, um, from um, not from actual milk, but it's um, it's milk from the um, 
the what's 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 the tree? No, the almond. No, I take it back. Honey is from dates, um, and milk is um, from from. I don't think it's from cow milk. Okay, we're not going to get into that now. Um, I'm just blanking on that right now. Fine. But I'm a Rish Lakish, and says Rish Lakish. How do I know that Tipori clearly was a land flowing milk and honey? Because Rishlaka said, I myself have seen the flow of milk and honey from Rat Tipori. And it goes to the Havishisha, Shisha Mil, and it measured 16, 16 mil by 16 mil, meaning it was a tremendous amount of milk and honey all over there. Again, this is probably allegorical, but to tell you that not that necessarily it was uh, 11 miles worth of milk and honey, but rather it's saying it's a, land, it's a really it's a bountiful uh, part of Israel. But maybe you say, okay, fine, maybe it is very bountiful, but maybe my brothers have more. I've seen the amount of milk and honey in, the, of, uh, in, in Sipori is equivalent to the rest of all of Israel put together. It's the equivalent of going from Kubi to the port of Talbukuni, I guess somewhere in Bavel. Twenty-two parts long and six parts wide, as in Tipori is full of a lot of beautiful, wonderful resources, milk and honey. You can cultivate the land, and if that's it's such a beautiful area, clearly it's not in Zivulun because otherwise Zivulun never would have complained. So Filah said it's probably Afilah Falo. The said, "No, maybe Tipori is Kitron, but he complained because he preferred the fields and vineyards rather than the I guess the areas that grow these date palms, etc." Daikonami. Also, we can see it out. The Ksiv Naftali Amrami said it. Naftali was a place of high fields. So he's Shmamina, we can learn from here. We can learn from here that maybe Zvulun really wanted the fields and vineyards equals Kitron could be Tsipori. Omer Abu, says Rabau, the Ikron Tikar, the Apostle says Ikron will be uprooted. Zukisri Bas Edom Shri Yoshevis. Now we're just going to discuss some other interesting cities in Israel. What's, what's Ikron? That's Kasaria, where the daughter of uh, Edom is uh, situated there. And the um, the this area Kisaria was a constant thorn in the side of the Jews during the days of the Greeks. When the Hashmonaim, the Hasmonean dynasty, was victorious over the Greeks, they called her the capture tower of Shire. Okay, so that's another city in Israel. Let's look, discuss more about Ekron. Amor of Yosi my dixiv. What does it say? It says the pasuk says in in Zechariah. And I'll remove his blood from his mouth and the detestable, abominable thing from between his teeth, and he too shall remain for our God. What does it mean? I'll remove his blood from his mouth. This refers to the house of Bamya, which is some sort of house of Avodazara that was um, house of Avodazara. Okay. This the detestable thing between his teeth. This refers to the house of Galia, also some sort of Vodazara uh, as well. And what will remain there will be in This refers to the synagogues and the base medrashes in the house of Edom where the people will, will, will pray. Okay. And it continues and says, and you should be like a chief of Judah, and Ekron should be called Yabusi. This refers to the amphitheaters and circuses of Edom. Okay, this is all talking about Zechariah and Nebuah, but how Edom is going to be ultimately defeated, and how we're going to replace the, the detestable things, these Patevadezaros, with the synagogues and, and the, the shuls and the base madrash. And then we say, and the amphitheaters and the circuses of Edom, Shasidim Shar Yehuda, Limo Ben Torah Barabim, will become a place where the, where the people of Yehuda 
will be le- learned in public. Think about you know the Sima Shas taking place in Madison Square Garden or uh, wherever MetLife, wherever it may be, that will turn these places of sport into a place of Talmud Torah and a place that we can disseminate the most Torah possible. Okay, Omer Rav Yitzlak. It says in it says as follows: Leshem Zupamaya. Leshem, which is the city uh, in Dan, um, is Pamaya, which is okay. This is for Kesaria, the daughter of Edom, which has a metropolis, metropolis, metropolis of kings. Some say kings are raised there. This is a place where the kings are appointed from there. This is an interesting point, which again, we can't get into depths, but regarding Kesaria, which we just established to be like within Israel, we said the thorn of the side, i.e. it's the... Um, and if it's a metropolis, it's, a, it's an area that represents within Israel itself the Greek hegemony, so the, the Greek power. We say, with regard to Kesari and Israel, if someone says to you both these places are destroyed, I'll time and don't believe them. Yoshdeim out time. If someone says both of them are settled, are, are, are glorified, don't believe them. Chorbukesari Yoshdeim If someone says Kesari has been laid waste, Yoshdeim is settled. Chorbukesari Yoshdeim or Yoshdeim is laid waste and Kesari is settled, time you can believe them. Shnei Imole Chorva, it says, I should be filled. I shall fill or lay with waste. That if one is filled, the other is laid waste. If one other is filled, the other is laid waste. And again, what I think we're trying to say is that you have two competing cultures. The culture of, 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 of Kesaria, of Greek, of Edom, and the culture of Yushalayim. When one is dominant, the other one is down. When the other one is dominant, then the other one is down. Okay. Rev Nachman Bar Yitzchak We have another source for this idea that you, we have these two competing, um, two competing worldviews. So the kingdom should be stronger than the other kingdom. Okay, one will always be stronger. Which one? That depends on the factors of where the Jewish people are. Once we quote Rav Yitzchak regarding Edom, let's, let's do some more. Rav Yitzchak, what does it mean? It says that let favor be shown to the wicked, yet he will not learn righteousness. That some people are too evil to even learn righteousness, and therefore to be saved. So Yitzchak says to God, Please show favor to my, my, my son Esav. So God says, I'm sorry, he's an evil person. Has he not learned any righteousness? I.e., is he so evil there's not even a single redeeming factor about him? So he says, Says God, in the land of uprightness, he shall deal wrongfully. As in, he has no redeeming factors. Therefore Isaac says, Gets success to God. If so, he will not behold the majesty of Hashem, uh, you know, and whatever your plans for him, your plan should be. I wish you all a wonderful day.